be in the house of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Know something about this man called Jesus by our own personal experience. Amen. Not just through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but sometimes in those shadowy places. Sometimes, amen, it may not have been an alley, but amen, a valley. Amen. We don't know a whole lot about alleys, amen, in, in Bendale, but we know, amen, what it is to be in a valley. We know what it is to be in a cave. We know what it is to have a back against the wall. We know what it is in a moment of time, amen, making wrong decisions and going wrong directions. But with revelation, the understanding that He promised, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. We understand, amen, that we wouldn't about no hope at all if it hadn't been for a man called Jesus. Hallelujah. Then the walls have never been rent. Amen. The walls have never been torn down. We, you and I as Gentile people never had this opportunity that we got tonight to come in here and love and worship and magnify this true God called Jesus Christ. Oh, what a blessing it is to be here tonight. Lord bless you. You may be seated for a moment if you don't mind. What an exciting time to be living for the Lord. Of course, any time any generation would be. But as the generation that we're living in and understand what's going on around us, it's definitely a good time to be living for the Lord. Man, it's a good time to do what the writer says to make your calling and election sure. Amen. To shore up and to bind up, amen, in any areas of your lives and walking for the Lord. But let me say welcome to all that's here tonight. God bless you for coming, being a part of this service. Appreciate you coming, being here tonight. Brother Aaron, Sister Mallory, God bless you. It's good to see you. Man, to come be in the house of the Lord with us tonight. Sister Shelley, why don't you stand? Introduce us, amen, to this brand new grandson. All right. Praise God. Another more. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. They pop up all over the place, don't they? Amen. God bless him. It's good to see him. It's good to see each one of you. Brother Junior, it's good to see you tonight. God bless you in the house of the Lord tonight. It's good to see others. Amen. Some that weren't here this morning, it's good to see you. Some in different areas, different places, different things going on. Amen. I had to tell the church this morning. I didn't have to, but I told them, amen, we had about 25, 26 out. And so, you know, that kind of bothers you. My wife, she, after service, she said, she said, I look back. She said, did it feel kind of funny preaching to them? I said, no, I preached to them, amen, like it was a house full. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, you know, by the help of the Lord tonight, we want to do likewise. And it's going to be definitely the help of the Lord of course, you know that as well as I do. We got to have the help of the Lord. Amen. We can't do this by ourselves, and we, you know we 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 don't like Paul said. We don't have we don't have no confidence in the flesh. Amen. Thank God for talents and ability. Amen. But oh God, we still need your anointing. Hallelujah. We need your presence. We need your touch with us. Amen. It doesn't matter what we're setting out to do. Hallelujah. As the song says, Amen. Jesus is there. I'm thankful He's going to be there. I'm thankful He's faithful. I'm thankful He's keeping His promises. I know the devil wants to lie to us and try to persuade us. He's not. But I beg the difference with him. Amen. God's here. If God wasn't here, you'd know it. Hallelujah. This world's going to find out. Hallelujah. When God lifts his hand. This world's going to find out when the church is raptured. This church is going to find out. Amen. The devil. Amen. There's a lot more, more being more of a devil. Hallelujah. Though what he's being being. Hallelujah. The Antichrist, when he's set free, a lot of things set free. Church is raptured out of this place. I'm telling you, even the Jews is going to realize it. But until then, amen. You know what? We're going to stand in the gap. Hallelujah. We're going to believe the word of God. We're going to believe what God tells us in the book and we're not backing off from it. Hallelujah. Thank God. I tell you, I tell you what, we need a good, fresh, and moving of the fear of God in the heart, the fear of the Word of God. I want to preach on that just a little bit here tonight. Amen. And I don't necessarily have a topic for this. And so, sound man, whoever you can name it, whatever you want to name it, I don't care. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. But it's going to be talking about having the fear of God or the fear of the word of God. Man, we're living in a world tonight. Most people don't, a lot of people don't even believe this is a Bible. You can't believe this is a Bible and believe in the Quran too. That's just it. Nutshell. You can't believe in this as a Bible and believe in the other book. And I'm going to say it. The Catholic Church has got to go out of. Fancy people. Y'all don't care. You do what you want to with it. There's only one book. Hallelujah. And it's got 66, but there's only one book. And that's the book that's going to judge us. This is a book we better fall in love with. But this is a book we ought better get a fear about. That God, what he put in this book, he meant. And when God made it. But you watch this. The same things that's in this book. You give me promises. This is the book. Amen. Obedience to this book is what brings healing. It's what brings deliverance. It's what brings the power of God. Amen. In dark places and hopeless situations. It's the God of this book. Amen. Hallelujah. That moves. Hello, Sunday night just like this. I can feel an old black heart with the power of the Holy Ghost and wash him and make him a brand new creature. You're not a some dead, half-hearted, nonchalant, halfway of believing church. You're in the house of the living God. The only God there is that's going to ever be worshiping in spirit and truth, calling on the only name that's ever been given. So I'm excited about who we are, who we're representing, and when the dust settles. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, you know, talk about bragging rights. You and I, if we'll let God be the God of our lives and walk according to this book, it will give us bragging rights. Not in us, but in the God that we're serving tonight. And the God that we got confidence in tonight. God hasn't changed his mind about pouring his spirit out upon all flesh. Hallelujah. There's still upper room experiences that can take place. There's still miracles and wonders and signs that can take place. There's still the miraculous that can take place in your life in this service tonight. I don't have to be gathered in some special service. I don't have to have special speakers. All I got to have is to move the God of this book. And the God of this book, it doesn't matter if it's one or two gathered together or if there's a multitude, thousands, amen, is gathered together. But when we gather together in the presence of the living God and fear the word of God and receive it as the word of God, nothing can happen except what God, amen, can only do. That's the miraculous and the supernatural powers of the living God. When you believe the word of God, you can get the Holy Ghost. The day that you're seeking with all of your heart, you can find So I'm just excited about just to be a part of it. Well, I tell you, God worked on me a little bit this week about this place being a place to minister unto the people and the needs of the people. Doesn't matter what walk they come from. What age they are. The married or unmarried. <laughs> Make it a difference. Doesn't matter if they're four or five years old. Or if they're 104. Everybody's got needs. Everybody needs a place that they can come. A place that they can find answers. A place that can find direction. A place they can find hope. Amen. A place that sin would be named. Man, that we can receive instructions sometimes of what not to do as much as... You know, there's a lot of times we can tell people, I tell you this much, I tell you what not to do. I may not know the exact answer how to, how, to, how to change motors and do certain things, but I know there's some procedures you don't do this. Don't try this. I, it won't work. I've tried that. 
And it's about time for America to wake up and shake herself and come to the realization this is not getting the job done. We're bound by sin. We're in darkness. And the devil's ruling in our lives. Hallelujah. Sin's ruling in our lives. Hallelujah. There's a lack of things that ought to be taking place. Hallelujah. Not in America like never before. Hey, I still claim and believe by the help of God we are a Christian nation. And we got the evidence, amen, to prove that we are God-believing people. By the blessings of God that's upon this nation. Hallelujah. We're still feeding the most all the world by the blessings of God. It's not that we're smart on anybody and outmaneuver everybody. No! It's a God in the heavens pouring out His blessings. Thank God for presidents that still saying to get through the speeches. God bless America. <laughs> Will you disagree with His policies or not? Thank God, still some form and type and fashion of recognition, a man of a God, of a God. And God is the one that gave us this book. And so by the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach just a little while. I'm not sure how long, it don't matter. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But uh, we want to try to lay something out here uh, that can help us. That could be encouraging to you. You know, not just screaming and hollering and going through the motions of it. We're to see results of it. You know, there's some things you can go out there and just go through the motions. It ain't no big deal. Praise God. You ever worked for people or worked around folks sometimes? Man, they look busy. They beat themselves to death. At the end of the day, they ain't got hardly nothing done. They're like beating their head against the wall and... Sweating all over the place, and <laughs> you're thinking, "Hey, it'd be a whole lot easier." Hey, I, I remember working at the shipyard, and they were some fitters. Man, some fitters knew how to fit, and I'd do my best when I got apprentices. I'd, I'd give them, I'd put them to guys, a man that knew how to fit. You know, sometimes you got to use your brain as much as you now fitting. I'm gonna tell you now, fitting's physical work. You, you got to get after it. It's not going to fit itself. Steel's not going to get to itself. That's the reason to give you wedges and and pull powers and 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 come alongs and things of this nature. Amen. Because you got to force it. You got to cut it. And you got to do this and all this other. But amen. But there are there are amen situations where you learn how to fit it. Man, you let it work for you. <laughs> Amen. Instead of letting, you know, letting it work you to death. I've heard people talk about plowing. And I and there was a plowman. Amen. But get behind them tractors and mules. And so it's, there's a technique to it. You got to know how to walk with it and do it. And, well, I never learned it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's for sure. But, uh, but, uh, but that's the same way, you know, if we watch some of this, um, we'll just humble ourselves and yield ourselves and take God at his word. Um, and this is a very intent. Brother Ford done mentioned about Egypt and called them out and things of that nature. And I'm going to preach man from that area here tonight from out of exodus amen the ninth chapter i'm going to take just a couple of verses for the focus verse but i'll back up amen a little bit into the seventh and eighth chapter what leads up to this particular time and setting amen because aaron and moses were sent amen as representations of god amen to egypt to the then known world and the powers of that world amen that ruled and reigned their world amen with with uh, magicians and magical powers amen superstition and worshiping every other god except the true God. Amen. So this God was going to 
to come because he had placed his people there some 400 prior years and he may have put them in a land of Goshen amen but now it's time to get them out because amen these these uh, spiritual demons and powers amen that uh, the Pharaoh that was ruling at that moment in time that believed in many gods not in one supreme God he didn't have a power no problem with many gods and the powers of many gods but he didn't know anything about deity he didn't know about a God amen that could call the times and spaces and amen and draw the lines and say you know who's going to be poured out upon who it's not going to be poured out upon amen he didn't understand a God amen that said I can do it today or I can wait and do it tomorrow Woo! praise God when you deity when you're almighty God you can call the shots and you can tell them when you're going to do it and all the other gods can't rise up and stop you all the other gods can't do anything about it. But we'll stop them in the track. Hey, I'll tell you something about this true word of God. A true worship of God. He's still just as powerful as he's ever been. He's just as powerful as you read in the book of Acts. And he had to change his mind. Amen. His agenda tonight in Bentdale, Mississippi. To demonstrate his glory and power. Perform the miraculous and the supernatural. And work on our behalf. And make us complete and total and victorious over the enemy. Huh. Some of what, not all, but some what helped brought this, this thought and area to my heart and mind. Amen. After finishing up, we was with putting Brother Glenn, uh, say Brother Glenn, Glenn Parker to rest Friday. And afterwards we ate and I went to a table. There was some on the end and I went to a table with nobody else and just kind of there myself. And, and uh, in a little while, gentlemen come and sit across from me. Didn't take long, just kind of a little talking. But it didn't take long, man. We got to talking about the Bible and got to talking about the Word of God. And one thing led to another. He looks across that table at me and he says, hey. He said, I, I think we've really messed up. He said, uh, he said you know, I, I've really taught my children. And we, we worked on talking about the mercy and the grace of God. He said, but what about the judgment of God? <laughs> And, 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 and uh, sometime I may call him and I don't know, I just wait and pray about it because uh, this intent wasn't there. But man, he, he opened, the, opened the door up, so here I go. <laughs> amen. So I've been talking you know, about the Word of God, things about it, and you know, judgments and things of this nature. And, amen. Words must be in. Out of his own mouth, he makes this statement. Because I began talking about how God judged things and poured out things and talked about Sodom and Gomorrah and things of this nature. Now, I forgot about some of his kinfolks, okay? Uh, it didn't cross my mind. Amen. Man, until he come and sit on the end of the table. <laughs> Amen. And then I thought, oh my goodness. But anyway, uh, uh, it led from that and you just kept on. And he says, you know, he, he's one that said it. He said, could it be that we messed up but not preaching, teaching, and informing others about judgment. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. God, amen, is a judging God. The Bible said judgment starts at the house of God. And if you and I don't receive judgment at the house of God and make the corrections we need to make, wait until you get on the other side. It's one day too late. It's one hour too late. You can condemn the preacher. You can say what you want to. But I'm telling you, thank God for the word of God. Hallelujah. I want judgment in my life. I want a Jesus, amen, that's walking with me in the shadows. I want Jesus, amen, that's with me when I'm on the mountain or when I'm in the valley. I want a Jesus with me when he's got to correct me. He has a free will to correct me. Hallelujah. God telling you, we need that Jesus and the fullness of him, amen, to be the father in our lives that we need. And so, as you, you watch some of this, it, 
Kind of carried me to the ninth chapter. This is a focus verse, and you don't have to stand. I'll just read those couple of verses, and then we're going to kind of go back in some areas and just highlight maybe some things. And I don't know, we may do a poor job with some of this, but uh, uh, we're going to begin to notice some things that happened and unfolded and transpired to, that helps us to understand that the reason why God sent Moses and Aaron, amen, to the, the, to the Egypt and, and how that he works there, amen, to let Egypt know, hallelujah, they were going to be persuaded who God was before this deal was over with, amen, that, uh, you know, through the ten plagues, it's going to take place, and so we're going to talk about the first few of them, and we're going to notice, amen, that it wasn't Moses' rod, but it was Aaron's rod that was used, amen, amen, and especially in some of the beginning of some things that begin to transpire and take place, and so that'll help us to understand some of what goes on here, but when you go to Exodus, the night chapter, to the 20th verse and he that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle to flee into the house and he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, in the last few months and, and, and actually a couple of years, the, 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 uh, uh, the burden or the, the weights of bearing the responsibility of making sure that our calling election is sure and warring against doctrines and, 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 and things that have been taught by other areas, amen, that uh, people have sold themselves out to. Hallelujah. And I, I feel the weight of that and much more. I'm telling you so much in the last month or two. Hallelujah. Trying to get people to understand the true light of God and the power of God and the love of God. Amen. And I'm praying that God would help us. Amen. To be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, but, but at the same time to be firm, but yet be lovable, be kind, be gentle, be under the anointing of power of the Holy Ghost. I'm not nobody's judge. It's the Word of God. It's not my opinions. It's the Word of God. But I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation that needs to go back and to search out the Scriptures and learn the Word of God and get it in their hearts, get in their minds, get in their spirit to I'll tell you what, if you don't get this word anchored down on your soul and anchored down on your heart and in your own personal mind, you'll wind up being lost. You're going to be deceived in this end time. You're going to be, you're going to be pulled to the side in this end time. It's the word of God that's going to keep you. It's the word of God that's going to see you through when the storms are coming in, when the winds are blowing, when the lightning's blinding, when the thundering's deafening. Hallelujah. And everything is shaking out from under you and all around you. It's the word of God that's going to sustain you. It's the word of God that's going to supply the need. It's the God of this book, amen, that you fear. Hallelujah, by the word that he gave us in this book. I fear the judgment of God more than I fear the wrath of man. I fear the judgment of God more than the persecution of the world. I fear God more than the peers around me. I fear God more than anything else. You can't fear God without fearing the word of God. If you don't fear the word of God, you do not fear God. So, as we watch this here tonight... Amen. As we, I'm going to go back a couple of chapters, and I won't take just a lot of time to be reading and all of them, and just but, but we're going to see what begins to unfold and how God uses Moses and Aaron uh, to work. And so, even beginning of the first, the Lord said unto Moses, "See, I have made thee a god to Pharaoh and Aaron, thy brothers, as thy prophet. I shall speak to all that command thee, that I shall command thee." And Aaron, thy brother, is a speaker to Pharaoh, that he sent the children of Israel out of this land. And so we see what's really being taken place here. The third verse talks about he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart. But there's going to be multiple signs that's going to take place and wonders in the land of Egypt. He goes from that, he said, but hey, Pharaoh, he's not going to hearken to you. He said, he goes on, he said, that I may by my hand upon Egypt and bring forth my armies, my people, the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt by, by great judgment. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something I have found out and come to the realization. People that really love judgment. And I'm talking about the judgment of God itself. Amen. Not in a harsh way, but in a way that will help mold us and shape us. That's the reason we come to the house of God. I didn't come, amen, just to be always be patted on the back. And always being, well, you're doing all right whenever I go good and well. I'm not. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time we need the discernment of the spirits. We need to understand what's going on around us. We need to understand the people that we're rubbing shoulders with. Some, amen, God wants us to rub shoulders with and some God don't want us to rub shoulders with because some amen that's coming encountering amen to our homes and our, our lives and amen they're, they're sent there by the enemy amen to cause us to fall to the wayside but thank God for the word of God amen that's clear hallelujah voice amen I'm, telling you, I'm glad to serve a God tonight that's not the author confusion hallelujah brother Ford and I was talking after Sunday school this morning and he was talking about individuals that talked about three persons I'd love to ask that individual if you believe in three persons please, please tell me who Father, the second person. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. Amen. It was what overshadowed Mary and you call the Holy Ghost the third person. So you know what? I really got to believe in the supernatural. If you believe the third person, Father, the second person, before the, before the second person, there would come the second person. Don't make no sense at all, does it? I tell you what makes sense, amen. Amen. There's only one person in the Godhead. There's only one that carries powers. There's only one image you're going to see, and there's going to be only one throne. There's going to be one that sits on that throne. And the fullness of God, amen, when death is defeated, and the world is all its mess is over, everybody's going to find make confession to this one God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So thank God for the one person called Jesus Christ. Anyway, after reading the over Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. That's the reason she birthed a child as a virgin. She didn't know no man. See, that's where I was going to take him. Now, how could the third person father the second person when she didn't know a man? I mean, come on. Sometimes you just got to use horse sense. That's one thing that's wrong. People don't use good common sense anymore. Just take the word of God is what it says. When it says it, believe it. Act upon it. Stand on it. It'll hold you when everything else is sinking sand. All these opinions and ideals, they're going out the window. They're not going to sustain them. But the Word of God, amen, will hold us. The Word of God will see us through. When you can hear the Word of God, He can send you to a widow. Amen. And you know what? He'll supply. He'll supply through the widow every need that you need. I'm glad I'm not depending on man. I'm not depending on my pocketbook. I'm depending on a God, amen, to supply my every need. Hallelujah. See me through this journey. Hallelujah. Regardless of what I got laid up or what I don't have laid up. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there is a God in the heavens that will work on our behalf. So as you watch him here in this seventh chapter, and all this begins to work. So, you know, Moses and Aaron done what the Lord had commanded them. They made their way into Pharaoh and spake to him. He said, now when you get there, he's going to ask for a miracle. <laughs> and so sure enough, he did. And so, so if you watch closely now, when Pharaoh said, speak unto saying, show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, take thy rod. That's Aaron's rod. A lot of people think of it only as Moses, Moses' rod, but that's actually Aaron's rod. Cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. And Moses and Aaron went in to Pharaoh and did so as the Lord had commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servant. And it became a serpent. If you look that word up, serpent in the Hebrew, it actually means serpent. It actually means crocodile. It actually means a whale. It actually means a large sea creature. Well, you may ponder and wonder, say, what's the big deal here? Well, if you start doing a little study on that and start studying about the crocodile, because they believed. And that's the reason you start with this first miracle. 
And it's first it's slowed down because of what's going to happen next. And Pharaoh called for the wise men as the sorcerers, now the magicians of Egypt. They also did in like manner with their en enchantments. They came and cast down every man his rod. And they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. Why is that so important? It wasn't that they were just swallowing up another snake. Hallelujah. But if it's this way they're telling us in the Hebrew, it was likened to a crocodile because they worshiped a God, a man that was, it was, a, it was a man, a man but had a crocodile head that was a God of the Nile River. Now, if you don't believe all of that, you can go to Ezekiel, the 29th chapter. <laughs> Amen. And it can help us out just a little bit there because it kind of backs up a little bit what I've just talked about. When you go to Ezekiel, the 29th chapter, the second uh First, I believe it is, some son of man set thy face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Prophesy against him and against all of Egypt. Speak and say, Thus saith the Lord God. Catch that. Speak and thus saith the Lord God. Behold, I am against thee, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great dragon that lieth in the midst of his rivers, which hath said, My rivers is my own, and I have made it for myself. And so here what we got is a God that claimed to be a God in the, in the, in the spiritual realms, and there was a doctrine or a teaching, amen, that they gave themselves to. And so whenever this took place, it was a sign unto Egypt and to all of them around even including Pharaoh that amen their God just got ate up amen their God that they bowed down to that ruled and reigned in the Nile River that controlled the river and, and all that another place you can go in Ezekiel amen 32 and 2 he talks about that river amen polluting as a foot and freezes it out coming into how it's been polluted amen and how what it affected had I'm telling you the reason America's going on its way down is because there's some leadership up there hallelujah under their own power and under their own influence they want to throw away the word of God they want to throw away the name of Jesus they want to throw away anybody who wants to stand for righteousness and separation hallelujah and get hold of things that's unwholesome and unrighteous and feed their own spirits and their own powers but I'm glad to tell you tonight we're standing with the true God and when God tells you to do it just do it So as you watch this unfold and you begin to watch this process, because understand something. Again, let me make, 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 make this statement. Pharaoh didn't have a problem with gods. Multiple gods. <laughs> but he didn't know something about this God of deity. And so in the next few verses and chapters, we're going to watch something begin to unfold. We're going to watch some things begin to happen. That helps us to understand what God was doing in Egypt. You're going to understand something tonight. If the drug addicts of our community is going to have any hope, they got to have a church that believes that we got the power that can deliver them. Tonight. Won't take a month. Won't take six months. My God can deliver you tonight from it. Give you the spirit of a sound mind. This God can recover every bit of it. This God, amen, can make you a new creation. There's no limitations in the power of this almighty God. And the power is in the tongue. The power is in the word of God. So, as you watch this, amen, begin to take place. The Lord said it to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. Amen. And again, it did. If you look back a little bit, he says, Get thee into Pharaoh into the morning. He said, Go out into the waters, and thou shalt stand by the river brinks against thee. It comes, and the rod which, 
which turned into a serpent shall I take in thy hand. And thou shalt say unto him, the Lord God of the Hebrews hath sent me unto thee, saying, Let my people go, that they may serve me in the wilderness. And behold, hitherto thou wouldest not hear. Thus saith the Lord. Notice. Notice. This is going to be given to him time after time. And those that are around are going to be hearing it. But thus saith the Lord, this shall thou know. That I am the Lord. Behold, I will smite with the rod that is in my hand upon the waters. Which are the, the river. And they shall turn to blood. Amen. We done took care of you, God. Amen. Of the river. Hallelujah. Now, what's what we're fixing to do with your river? Now, you got to remember the river, amen, is a resource. It's a way of life. It's a master. You can't, you can't survive without water. You can't survive, amen. And this is... A, important and things of that nature is going to take place but he begins to work amen from this very river itself and thus saith the Lord in that I shall know that I am the Lord let me drop down he says in the water which is the river thou shall turn what to blood and there the fish amen is going to die and the place is going to begin to stink amen and there they all, all of Israel man they're going to long they're going to desire amen to drink water but the Lord spake unto Moses said unto Aaron take thy rod strike out thy hand upon the waters of Egypt upon the streams upon the rivers upon the ponds Amen. Upon the pools of water, and they may become blood. Now, it wasn't just the river now. Every mud hole, every little cup, amen, that was sitting around with water in it, amen, it turned to blood. He didn't leave nobody out. He didn't leave anybody houses out. I don't know, maybe they done like we do sometimes, leave a glass sitting on the counter, half full of water, half full of something, amen. But when they walked back by, amen, it was water. I mean, it was blood now, amen. This God was manifesting himself. This God was declaring his power, amen, of who he was and what he can do against, against Pharaoh and against Egypt, Hallelujah. That was holding his people in bondage. He simply wasn't going to let them go. But I'm glad to preach to you tonight. There is a gospel and there is a man by the name of Jesus Christ. If you'll sell out to him, I said, if you'll sell out to him, I said, if you'll give him your all, I tell you, that's not anything he can't deliver you from. There's not an addiction. There is not a darkness. Hallelujah. But in the world, did we get to the place that we can be servants of sin? Hallelujah. And be pleasing to God at the same time. That's nothing. Amen. But the spirits of the world that wants the best of both worlds and the ways of both worlds and the spirit is standing in the pulpit tonight it's justified and okay and flagging people right alone God's showing here amen what he can do and so Moses and Aaron did so as the Lord had commanded and he lifted up the rod and smote the river and the river in that sight of, in the sight of Pharaoh and the sight of his servants and all the waters that were in the rivers were turned to blood and the fish they died the place began to stink Amen. They couldn't, um, Egypt couldn't drink into the water. They couldn't, you know, take of it. Magicians, amen, <laughs> of Egypt did so as their enchantments. The enchantments is actually just arts, amen, of, of, of witchcrafts and things of that nature. Hey, I'm going to tell you again tonight, you, you don't need to fool around with no kind of witchcraft stuff. Ouija boards, books, magazines, amen, witchcraft stuff. Got to watch that mess. There's spirits behind that stuff. Hallelujah. We're, look, we're reading about a country. We're reading about a world, a then-known world. That's how they operated. That's how Pharaoh ruled over them. That's how he operated. Amen. He called in those sources. Amen. They're, they're magical forms and matters. Come on. Not just anybody can walk in. I'll tell you what. You'd get the attention if you walked in that Oval Office up there. Hallelujah. And, amen. Throw the rod down. It turned into a serpent. Amen. Mr. Trump, maybe you know what that, but I'll tell you what. How that change his attitude just a little bit. He'd probably be calling for some security. Hallelujah. Yes, get some guns out. How in the world this guy 
guy get in. We just had a cane. Yeah, but that cane didn't stay a cane. Hallelujah. But there's a power with him. I'm going to tell you something. The devil's real. Hallelujah. And I don't want to give him no credit. Hallelujah. Because there's going to be one day of people's going to look down upon him and say they can't believe that he was the one that deceived nations and deceived the whole world. But I'm telling you, amen, when you let God, when you let the devil, when you don't resist him and you don't fight against him, whenever you believe anything that comes down the pipe and you don't believe the word of God, here's the biggest problem. When we reject God and reject the word of God, it leaves us vulnerable for anything and everything else that comes down the pipe. But if we believe the word of God and practice the word of God and stay on the word of God, the word of God will protect you. The word of God will ride with you. The word of God will put something inside of you. Honey, I'm telling you to fight the fight and win the battle. Thank God we need to be, amen, covered with the whole armor of God. Some of you sitting here looking like you ain't in nothing, but one day you're going to wake up. Going to realize you're in a spiritual warfare. Tonight you end up, you're in a fix. You're in a bind. Some of you would be shocked if God would just peel it back for you. I'm not trying to be ugly. House of God ought to be the most important place in our lives. Above everything else. Regardless of who's preaching. Regardless of who's singing. Regardless of what's going on. What happens here is more important than any than the White House. White House can't save you. Oh, they govern, legislate, and pass laws to help us. They can't do nothing for the soul. They can't do nothing for eternity. This place can. This is the only place. It's the house of God. It's a place where the word of God and the power of God can be manifested and work on our behalf. I'm believing it tonight, folks. Man, I pray the last two days, God, I'd love to see somebody get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, on this Sunday night. I'd love to see somebody baptized with the power of God Almighty. I'd love to see somebody get so stirred up and so hungry and thirsty. I'm, I'm not happy where I'm at. I'm not content where I'm at. Hallelujah. You know why people are so dissatisfied? Because the devil, he put it on them. And because he was dissatisfied. He wasn't content and happy in his own creation. And even though he was created above all, he become discontented and unhappy with it. Hallelujah. He wasn't going to be happy until he get exalted and give to somewhere else. But oh God, I'm glad tonight. I'm content and satisfied in the God that I know. I'm content and satisfied in the experience of Pentecost. I'm content and satisfied, amen, where I'm at and what I'm doing. Hallelujah. God, I'm not looking for anything else. I'm satisfied with the God that created me. I'm satisfied with the God that's ruling and reigning in my life. I'm satisfied, amen, the promises that he's fulfilling and the power that he's activating and moving in our hearts and in our lives. I'm not trying to be too harsh here tonight, but I'm just telling you, I'm very concerned, amen, of our time. I'm very concerned about, amen, the nonchalant and the half-heartedness. I know it's in a world, in the religious world, but we can't let it slip into the church. You can't let it slip into your own personal walk and your personal talk with the Lord. You can't let it get man. You can't just miss the house of God just here and there and, and things of that nature. You can't just miss your daily prayers and the Bible reading and studying and the companionship and fellowship with God. Hello, you, you can't just keep shoving things off and things and reject. It won't work. 
won't work. We got to have a fear like never before the word of God. Amen. That it would grip us and get a hold of us. And so as you begin to watch some of this begin to unfold and things happen, God would, amen, would move on Pharaoh again. His heart would, his heart would be hardened. Amen. He called on them to, to come and move. And even after seven days, the Lord spake unto Moses, going to Pharaoh and saying to him, thus saith the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. If I refuse to let them go, behold, I'll smite thy borders with frogs. And sure enough, amen, out of the rivers, amen, here comes some frogs. Hallelujah. They began to fill all the places, every bed chamber, amen, all the beds, all the house, all the house of the servants, all the people, even in Pharaoh. Pharaoh wasn't exempt. Hallelujah. Those frogs just coming out of every place they could possibly come out of. They was being in, in every, every, every little crevice and every little place. And I'll tell you, every way they turned, hallelujah, there was frogs. But you got to begin to notice some things that begins to happen. Amen. Because here again, the sixth verse, Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt. And the frogs came and covered all the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought frogs upon the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat, that means you know, to, to intercede and cry out to the Lord that may help us to take away the frogs. And so, you know what happens? Here, here, now watch this. Now, sometimes we make fun of this. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Glory over me. If you do a little study of that, that glory over me. Amen is 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 it's actually likened unto a man, okay? I'm gonna call the shots. I'm gonna call the time. <laughs> Said, you tell me when you want them gone. I'll show you how powerful this God is. You tell me when you want them gone. Just to let you know that this is the Lord. <laughs> and so Amen. He goes from that and he treats for thee and for thy servants and for the people to destroy the frogs from all the houses. Amen. To remain in the river. And he said, tomorrow. And he said, be it according to thy word that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the Lord our God. The frogs shall depart from thee and from the houses and from thy servants and people remain in the river only. And Moses went out from Pharaoh's and cried unto the Lord. And because of frogs which had been brought against Pharaoh, the Lord did according to the word of Moses. And the frogs died out of the houses and out of the villages and the fields. And they gathered them together and heaped them up. The land of places would stink. And Pharaoh saw that there was respite in the hardens and the hearts and hearkened not unto them. Amen. As the Lord had said. But understand something. We begin to see God work in a way and a manner of drawing lines. We're living in a generation that don't want lines. They don't want separation. They won't, they won't, you know, to come to the house of God and treat it. Hallelujah. Who gives that preacher the right to preach? Who, who, who gives that pulpit, amen, the, the power and the authority, amen, to draw lines and, and to put up stipulations and things of this nature. But you're going to see here, even this God, even here, before he ever brings Israel out, amen, he's letting the Egypt know, hallelujah, what I can do. And I can draw lines and I can do it when I say I can do it and when I want to do it. This is not the only time. It goes from that, amen, to the, to the lice. And here, amen, as, as they take the dust and it turns into lice. And lice becomes on the animals and all the beasts and all the servants and all the people. But here's where you begin to see. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and bring forth lice. But they could not. And even they had to confess at this point in time, amen. So their lice was upon man, upon beast. And the magician said unto Pharaoh, this is nothing but the finger of God. Amen. And so it's being a testimony. It's being built. Amen. And to Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh and to all of the Egypts and everybody. Hallelujah. That there is a different power here. There's a different voice here. Amen. Who Moses and Aaron is representing here. Amen. It's not just one of the gods. It's not just one of the boys. Amen. This God here has the power. Amen. To call on whatever he would like to call on. Even this Isis musicians. Amen. Here we are. We're limited now. We're not able. Amen. To cause this lies. Amen. This dust to turn into lies. And say, say that him knows that hey this is nothing but the finger of God. And so as it goes on through all of that in the process. And for time's sake we'll just slip on into the ninth chapter. And so we get there. Begins to, amen. Begins to talk about the cattle. And he tells the servants. He said he sends Moses. He said you go tell Pharaoh. He said you go tell him amen that I'm fixing, I'm fixing to send a hell amen. And fire like Egypt's never known since it was a nation. It's never experienced such an experience. It's fixing to experience amen. But it's fixing to fire down. It talks about how that hell fell and fire fell and just run on the ground. And he warned him. He said, I tell you what, though. You, you tell those servants and you tell Pharaoh. said, all of them that go out there, amen, and take their cows and servants and put them in the house. It won't affect them. It won't fall upon them. And you can see where I read the scriptures to you tonight. Well, there were some of the servants. There's a strong possibility that some of those servants, amen, began to take heed. They began to recognize a power and authority they'd never been introduced to. And when they heard, amen, what was going on, some of them wise men went out there and said, hey, servants, you need to come in. I heard what Moses said. I heard what Aaron said. I began to fear the God, amen, that they're talking about. I began to fear the judgment of God that's beginning to fall. Hey, I'm telling you some of the things that's coming even across our own land. Hallelujah, nothing but the hand of God and the judgment of God not out to destroy us but try to get us to turn around try to get us to wake up and understand there is a God and there's a God amen that brings judgment but I'm here to tell you this God wants to save the intent of God in this house tonight is to save us God came into this world to save us God Jesus Christ didn't come into this world to condemn us but he came to save us he came to deliver us out of sin and out of the clutches and the power of the enemy just like amen God sent Moses and Aaron amen to sin get to Israel like people out of Egypt. He's still doing the same thing tonight through our Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to wallow in sin. He doesn't want us to wallow in darkness. But he wants us to walk in the marvelous light. He wants us to walk in the power of his love and mercy and grace. He don't want us to bow ourselves down to, to ungodly and unwholesome ways and lifestyles. To have a fear of God. And a fear of his word. Proverbs puts it this way. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. <laughs> By humility and the fear of the Lord. I'll tell you something, money can't buy this. Isaiah 55 and 1 makes it clear to us. The riches he's talking about, the Proverbs talking about here. The honor that Proverbs talking about here, life, eternal life that Proverbs talking about here, money can't buy it. Positions can't, can't acquire it. Amen. It's going to take a fear of God, the fear of his word and the fear of God. The fear, not the fear to flee, but the fear of reverence. Amen. The fear, amen, of, of submitting and humbling and yielding ourselves unto his word, unto his voice, unto his commandments. I could carry you to Psalms 19 and 7 and 7 through 11. And the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul or reviving or restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Let me tell you something about the term simple. Hallelujah. You know what really that term simple means? It means to be unaware. Not knowing. 
not realizing. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to face eternity unaware. Can't tell you under the setting of my voice tonight, people that I've gave Bible studies to. Whenever you begin to take that Bible study to them, amen, it begins to open it up and there's the word of God and the tabernacle plan and, and all of it begins to unfold. I've never heard this. Our preacher never told us about this. You know why? They never experienced it for themselves. They don't know anything about it. It's blind. They, they don't, they're not aware of it. Had been brought to their attention. I've got where I do my best to try to encourage people. Read the book of Acts. Come on. Read the book of Acts. If you want to know about the church, the New Testament church, read the book of Acts. You'd be shocked. How many denominations are gathering tonight? Maybe. Never hears anything out of the book of Acts. All they ever hear about is most of the times Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And occasionally slip over into Romans, a few other places. But they don't preach out of the book of Acts. Of course, they had never been taught out of the book of Acts. Watch these six things in this, in this Psalms right here. I didn't mention the law. It's perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is a sure. Making wise the simple. The statues or principles of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord. It's kind of in the center of all of these that I'm bringing to your attention tonight. The fear of the Lord is clean, it's pure, it's enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired of they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and than the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned. In keeping of them, there is a great reward. Six things, hallelujah, to keep. There's going to be a great reward. And fearing the word of God and the instructions of the word. To have it planted within our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. To let this God that's alive, he's a living God. He's a saving God here tonight. He wants to walk up and down these aisles. He wants to touch our hearts and touch our spirits. But you know what? He don't want to just do it here. He wants to go home with you. He wants to walk in your living rooms and your bedrooms. He wants to walk. Amen. They sung the song tonight. Hallelujah. He wants to go everywhere. He's not ashamed to go with us, to comfort us, and to guide us, and to help us along this life's journey. He wants to go to work with you tomorrow. He wants to walk with you to face the peers around you, the individuals around you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, he didn't want you to do this by yourself. Hallelujah. He didn't leave Israel. Hallelujah. After calling them out of Egypt and sending them even in the wilderness, he never forsaken them. He never left them. He kept leading them and guiding them. Amen. Amen. Leading them through that wilderness. Bringing them back. It took 40 years, but I'm going to bring them back to the promised land. Hey, I'm telling you, God's intention, an expected end. He's got an expected end for everybody in this place tonight. And I'm telling you, his heart desire and passion. Hallelujah. That's the reason he wrote
robed himself. That's the reason he died. That's the reason he shed the blood. That's the reason he took on the 39 stripes. Amen. To heal our bodies and to minister to our needs. He's in this house to touch every soul and every individual as they come to get ready to sing. Hallelujah. God's in the saving business. God's in the delivering business. God's in the mending business. God's in the business, amen, of making us who and what he desires us to be. And as we humble and yield ourselves and fear what thus saith the word of God and let the word of God rule and reign in our hearts and rule and reign in our spirit. Let the word of God become that sword. We haven't got there in Ephesians yet, but we'll let the word of God become that sword. The spirit, the spirit. Hallelujah, it's a spiritual thing. Hallelujah, that can rule in our hearts and rule in our spirits and rule in our minds and rule in our spirit. Hallelujah, make us the overcomer of the world that we're living in. You and I would have to acknowledge as we did this morning, our mind is under attack. We're under a spiritual warfare and a spiritual battle. And so we must fear the word of God and know the word of God and learn how to use it skillfully. We're going to win this spiritual warfare. We're going to be victorious and overcome the power of the enemy. God hasn't changed his mind to work for his people, to bring deliverance, bring us out to the other side. They get ready to sing here tonight. Bible simply tells us in a few places, Proverbs 15 and 16, better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasures and trouble therewith. Proverbs 19 and 23 says, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. Simply means leads to life. He that hath it shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. First Timothy 6 and 6 says, But godliness with contentment is great gain. As you stand in this house tonight, you know why the world is so uncontent, so unsatisfied? Hallelujah. Because of fear of God and the word of God that has slipped away from our nation and away from our world. How can we embrace some things that we're embracing tonight? It's because we've lost the fear of God and the judgment of God because we got too many that's gathering even possibly tonight that won't preach nothing or say anything about the judgment of God, but the judgment of God's coming and nobody can avoid it. Every man, woman, boy, and girl is going to give an account for the deeds that's done in this body. And oh God help us say hallelujah in this end time. I could have went on. I could have went to Eli. I could have took an old time, two or three chapters of Eli and his time of ministry. And because of, there was a Samuel and Hannah, amen, that God, but you can read in 1 Samuel. There's a lot to learn in 1 Samuel, the second chapter. I know most of the time we focus on Samuel, but we forget to go to the 12th verse and begin to read about the two sons of Eli. Hallelujah. That corrupted the people. That caused the people to sin. That took their positions and places, amen, as priests. Hallelujah. And God, they begin to corrupt the people. They begin to take meat that didn't belong to them. And they took it by force. They begin to carry on activities at the gate of the tabernacle. And even when it was brought to Eli's attention, he brought it to their attention. And a man of God that was sent to Eli and said, hey, if you don't do something about it, if you don't deal with it, God's going to deal with it. And sure enough, the whole time, hallelujah, God's working on him. God's also raising a young man up by the name of Samuel. And whenever his two boys are committing evil and walking in ungodly ways and ungodly manners, there's a little young boy that's raised in the tabernacle. 
Amen. It gets a ephod from his mother every year. Hallelujah. It's a way of a showing a ministering unto the Lord and unto Eli. And God blesses him and anoints him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, this ain't ever been a time. We need some Samuels. Hallelujah. To rise up in this generation. I'm going to sell my life out to the tabernacle. I'm going to sell my life out to the call of God. I'm going to sell my life out to the service of Jesus Christ. I ain't worried about impressing nobody. I ain't worried about being something, amen, to impress people around me. But oh God, let me get my body and my mind and my heart and my soul to nothing else but the call, the election of Jesus Christ. What else matters? What else is going to matter? Cause the people to sin. Causing a walk in error. Led the people to place it even when they went against the Philistines. You begin to read in that third and fourth chapter. <laughs> After they lost the first, first attempt in that battle, elders jumped up and said, Hey, let's get the ark. Let's get the ark. <laughs> no, they shouted. And even the enemy, it affected them. Man, they, they thought, Hey, we're doomed. Who, who can we stand against? But their leader said, hey, quiet yourself like men and fight. And they did. And they won the battle and they took the ark. And you know what? Two sons of Eli, Phineas, amen, they lost their lives. And when the word comes back, amen, to Eli, the priest, he's old now. His eyes have come dim. He's got heavy. He's sitting on a stool, sitting on the throne. It's kind of elevated. Word comes to him about the ark. The Bible said he falls over backwards. It's tell us it broke his neck. It didn't stop there. Now when the daughter-in-law hears the death of her husband and the death of her father-in-law and that the ark of God is gone, they didn't fear God. They didn't fear the word of God. They just kept doing what they was doing. Kept living like they wanted to live. But now judgment's coming. And judgment's on the house. <laughs> and now she's given birth. And the Bible talks about a man that one of the, the, the lady that's helped giving birth and, and the last little push and the child comes forth. She tells her, said, hey, it's over. But the Bible says this. She gives no regard to the words. She dies. Ichabob. For the glory has forsaken us. The glory. The glory of God. The presence of the Lord. The moving of the power of His grace and His mercy. The moving of His Spirit. In the house of God. Where you and I have gathered here even tonight. What other reason have we really gathered? Oh, I know we're going to have fellowship afterwards. I know it's great to see one another. And great to see each one of you. But the real reason that we've gathered here tonight. From the back to the front. From the front to the back. From side to side. We've gathered here to see the glory of God. And feel the presence of God hear the word of God and see the power of his love and his glory move in this house fear of God and the place of God 
you ever really been touched by God? It's nothing like it. Have you ever been really in His glory and in His presence? I'm telling you, it's nothing like it. Have you ever been under the anointing? It doesn't matter if you're singing, playing, preaching. It's no substitute. It's no substitute for it. Talents, skills, oratorial abilities. You can't take the place of that anointing. And the glory of God and the power of God upon it. I'm afraid we're slipping into a generation that just simply doesn't fear God any longer. See, you can't fear God and the Word of God and mock Him. And raise your fist up at Him and scream all kind of things. We're headed there. We're headed there. Living in a generation, it's, it's, it takes so much to move us today takes so much to get us worked up. You know why? Because there's so much to expose to now. So much that's bombarding us now. So many areas that's attacking us. Distracting us. I believe if we'd be honest tonight, we'd all have to be a little honest. Boy, it's been really hard. Just keep focused. Get connected. Just, man, there's so many things. Just, oh God, you help us. You help us right here in Bendale, Mississippi. You help this old preacher right here. My fear for God. Fear of the Word of God. The fear that I'm going to face Him one day. I have to give an account. And oh, I thank Him for His mercy. Thank Him for His long-suffering kindness. And we couldn't make it without it. But I can't take it for granted. I can't reach a place that I don't regard. Take it to heart. They didn't listen to their dad. He went to them and tried to get those boys to turn around and brought it to their attention. They just shoved him off. Kept doing their evil deeds and walking in their evil ways. Then all of a sudden one day, judgment came and life was snatched out. They got to give an account now. It's coming. It's appointed to everybody in this place. Deaf angel is going to visit all of us. Unless we are caught up in the rapture. Regardless of how healthy, and I'm, I'm for it, exercise, eat healthy, do all, make the best, obey the word of God. Uh, you know, people say, well, your day's appointed, but you can shorten them. Or you can lengthen them according to this. According to this. <laughs> but none of us is going to get to the place that it's not going to happen. It's going to take place. I think it do us good sometimes to bring it to our minds and to our hearts and spirit. That day's coming. It shouldn't just be when we're at a funeral or when we're standing at a graveside. And now it's, it's over. It's done. It's a closed deal. There's no praying in the grave. There's no wisdom in the grave. There's no knowledge in the grave. There's no singing. There's no worshiping. There's no power in the grave. There's no changing nothing in the grave. It's done. But you've got time tonight. You've got an opportunity tonight. Somehow, maybe that the words that have been spoken here tonight could stir something inside of each one of us. Stir up an old-fashioned fear. A reverence. Say, oh, preacher, why you preach that? You can judge the fear of God by the reverence given to him. 
When we don't reverence the house of God, the place of God, and the vessels of God, we don't have the fear of God. They work hand in hand, and they work together. God, you help us tonight. As we make our way to these altars, as we humble ourselves and yield ourselves, God, put an old-fashioned fear in my heart tonight. Touch me tonight, God. Stir up something maybe. Maybe it hadn't been stirred in a long time. But God, you can stir it tonight. You can stir a longing, a hunger, and a thirst, and a realization that God, am I ready to meet you? You can do it tonight. Nobody's too old and nobody's too young to be outside of this. Everybody. Everybody's got to give it a count as they sing, as we come and bow at these altars. Lift our voices and our hearts. Praying for the hand of God, the touch of God, the fear of God to grip us here tonight. Lord bless you tonight.
prepare me, Lord, to be a sanctuary, a place of your habitation, a place, amen, that you want to behold and take and move in and be a part of. Stir up in me, God, the old desires and the old passions. Move me like I haven't been moved in a long time. Tear down some walls and petitions that stands between me and you and your favor and your blessings and your anointing on my life. Oh, God, stir me up in this house tonight. Stir up in my heart. Stir up in my spirit. I'm not satisfied. I know there's more. I know there's a touch. There's a table been prepared. And on this table, there's something just for me. Before I leave the house of God, before I leave the place, amen, where I can find what I need in this place tonight. Drive out the lukewarmness. Drive out the coldness. Drive out any, anything. <laughs> Take care of the dead flies in the apothecary. Just a dead fly. Fly's not very big. But if it's, if it's in the apothecary, and when it's put to the fire and the scent set up, it creates a stink. In the nostrils of this almighty God. <laughs> the world don't want to hear that kind of preaching. They don't, they don't have anything to do with that. You just let me come like I want to come and leave like I want to leave. But then you know what? I wouldn't be the preacher that I need to be. This church wouldn't be the church she needs to be. You're not, we wouldn't be the mother that you need to be. How many of you in the natural just let your children walk out and walk out in the middle of that highway tonight? <laughs> I don't just send your way and just let them go. Let them go where they want to. Out in the darkness. Just, just walk up and down these roads. And just leave them vulnerable to whoever and whatever. <laughs> That's the same way it needs to be in the spiritual realm. Because I'm telling you, the spiritual world is in a turmoil tonight. It's on a pathway. And it's using, it's using, it's using synagogues. And it's using churches to defile more people. I am, I'm going to tell you, tell you again tonight. There's going to be more people that's going to wind up in hell off of church pews. And then off of bar stools. You hear me? Amen. Because of false doctrine and false teaching. Because people didn't preach the truth. Amen. Because they didn't stand in the gap. I told them that Friday in that conversation. I told them, I said, hey, we got to stand in the gap. And I told them. I said, hey, I preached it here not long ago. And I said, you know what? The gap is not an easy place to stand because that's where the old cow, he kind of laughed and looked at me. He said, when you said that, he said, I thought about that. He said, that's where you'll get run over because that's where the old cow's coming. She wants out the gap, but somebody's got to stand in the gap. Somebody's got to make up the edge. Somebody's got to say, hey, there's a better life. There's a better way. There is a right way. Not one that just seemeth right to a man, but a way that's right. A way that's got the anointing and the power of God with it. The blessing of God. God, the separation of God, the God, amen, that draws the lines, amen, and says when he's going to stop it or when he's going to start it. That's a God that we serve. That's a God that we believe in tonight. You know what? He's working for us. And this God will work if we'll let him. This God will work. Lord bless you. You may be seated. You join me this week in prayer and pray for an old-fashioned stirring of God in Bendale, Mississippi. I'm, 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 happy, I'm happy who we are and where we act, but, but I just believe that God wants us to get stirred up. I believe God wants us to, you know, not to be content and set aside in where we at. No, there's, there's so much more that God wants to bless us with and move on us about. I want to be a part of it, and I believe you do too. So if you would, just help me pray about that and Pray for revival. Pray for souls to be born. 
Amen. The power of God would just fall in this house. <laughs> I'm talking about would saturate this place with such a presence and the power of God. Even the children will recognize it. They will too. They'll give honor to it. They'll, they'll, they'll realize there, there's, a, there's a power and a presence in this place. It cannot be denied. We've got to have it. We've got to have it. Amen. To overcome and be victorious in this whole world we're living in today. Got to have that. Amen. Birthdays. Got any birthdays tonight? Praise God. All right, Remy. Nobody birthdays. All right. If not, let's sing happy birthday to Remy tonight. Give him a good hand. God bless him. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries? I don't think so. All right. Let me make a couple of announcements for you. Dismissed tonight. Uh, revival. Brother McKissick's going to have it with Brother William Jones. They're going to be there this coming weekend, 27th through March the 1st. And then March the 5th through the 8th. That's actually Wednesday through Sunday. We're doing a little different this time. So we will take note of that. Also, men, remember Friday night, February the 28th, we're going to try to go to the men's conference at Brother Ted Strain's. If anyone would like to go, we're going to try to take the van. So if you'd like to go, I'd encourage you to go. Uh, Brother Sandy's going to be there and talking about knowing the times, knowing the times, okay? Any other announcements? All right, why don't we stand? Ask the Lord to bless the fellowship and the food. Again, thank you, ladies, for preparing. I know it's a little extra burden on you, and... Uh, but we appreciate it and we thank you for it. Lord, we love you and appreciate you tonight. We're so thankful for your kindness, your grace and mercy. We're thankful for the word of God.